your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a uh, Tuesday, <laughs> Pandemic Tuesday. I always forget what day it is. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. And you could put that on, Rick. Talk, I'm talking to myself. Rick, put the talk and text line up. I forgot to do that. 608-785-7914. Just spent uh, last, man, maybe like 30 minutes down at Cameron Park talking to uh, some homeless people out there. I did get Tom Walsh, Sergeant Tom Walsh, to... I did get connected with him at, from the police department, but it was the one day where my phone doesn't work. And and fi- when I finally figured out it wasn't working, I look at my email and Walsh has, has texted me or has emailed me a couple of times. He's like, Hey, we good to go. Let's, t-, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I would have loved to have talked to you and my phone didn't work. And then he, by the time I figured that out, he's gone for the day, but I spent the last half hour or so out talking to some some homeless people and just what they've been going through the last couple of days, the last couple of months, even a couple of years for, for a couple of those guys that I talked to in, in terms of, you know, from, from a being homeless to B being ticketed the last couple of nights, maybe since last week, it could even be longer. I just, I know that it's kind of become an issue for them the last couple of days Seems like the uh, a couple of weeks after the police had had a you know a, a meet and greet at the park uh, in terms of dealing with homeless people or, or or trying to get them you know information on what to do or where to go and then they then they start going into the parks and, and ticketing them for for being in the parks after hours and we're going to talk to Kimmery Erickson who has been helping those people down at the park and, and other places. Just home, I say those people, but homeless people, those people. And just and trying to get them on their feet or keep them going, keep them positive. And, you know, any help that she can do, uh, she's been doing the last couple of months since she's, I think, been off work too. In terms of uh, a pandemic taking her job, we could talk to her about that too, because that's kind of sounds like he, she had a pretty interesting job. Something about rock bands and interviewing rock bands. So uh, it's voting day as well. I turned in my ballot. Minnesota sent us ballots, and I didn't open it until just the other day, and I turned it in today. So it just has to be postmarked August 11th. So when you when you think about like, hey, are these results going to be in tonight? Doesn't I'm not sure. I guess I don't know if Wisconsin ballots have to be postmarked, you know, a couple of days before, or if they have to get to the to the counters by August 11th, or do they just need to be postmarked? Because if they need to be postmarked, and we're sending out, you know, a million ballots to people, uh, don't know if we're going to get them counted tonight. It doesn't seem at all possible since they're literally in transit, right? They're in the mail. Um, what else was going on? Oh, my ballot too was kind of interesting. There were, you know, there was the Republican party, there was the Democrat party 
and it was for the Senate. That was the only thing on my ballot. And then there were two parties for legalized weed. <laughs> one was like legalized weed, and the other one was like legalized marijuana. And I didn't. I should have took a picture. I don't. I, I threw it in the mail. I was like, dang it! I wanted to take a picture. So I'm trying to find the ballot because it is kind of funny. The uh, what they were called. And uh, yeah, definitely just like legalized marijuana party and legalized weed party. There was two of them and they were the only people running in that party, oddly enough. So I didn't vote for them. I feel like they'll win their primary since they're the only ones in their primary. So I feel like the next the next uh, round, there's going to be four parties running for Senate in Minnesota and two of them are going to be like the legalized weed party, apparently. 608-785-7914, 608-785-7914, the talking text line. Mayor Tim Cabot was on yesterday. If you want to listen to that podcast, it is a podcast now, and you can listen to them all. Just download the Wisdom app, W-I-Z-M app. I think it may be like Wisdom 1410 News, something like that, anything like that. And uh, all you have to do to listen to the show, you hit play. Boom, it's playing. I think a couple of guys down at the park right now at Cameron Park are listening intently and a lot of them were like, just tell the truth, man. I think uh, I think his name was Tom. Tom was telling me, just tell the truth. And I'm like, I don't know the truth. But I don't I don't I don't have everyone's story. So I, I didn't talk to the police today. I don't I don't I don't really want to pick on them. I'll let those guys pick on them. They did do a little bit of picking on the police. Not picking on the police, a little mad at the police, uh, from what happened even last night. And I think the record too was nine tickets. Somebody has nine you know, loitering or in the park after hours tickets. Uh, so that that was that was one way to look at the record. The other way to look at the record was, and uh, the the other guy I talked to, uh, Bill said he has zero. So he has the record with zero tickets because he says he gets out of the park at night knowing that the police are going to come, and doesn't want you know doesn't want a ticket. Who can blame him? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Let Brad do the news. I'm going to call Kim Marie Erickson, and we're going to talk about the the homeless dilemma that's happening in Cameron Park, uh, especially the last couple of nights and since, really, the pandemic, right? We'll be back after this. I was him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, on the phone with me now is Kim Marie Erickson. She's... Uh, I, I want to know what your your actual job is, Kimberly. We could talk about that in a minute, but obviously the last not obviously the the last couple of months you've been you've been helping you've kind of taken it upon maybe not upon yourself but it, have taken it upon yourself to uh, go help the homeless people in Lacrosse. Uh, why why are you doing that? Uh, well, um, when COVID hit, um, you know, no one knew what to do, and I was driving. Um, downtown by Cameron Park and it was the end of March and it was I remember it was sleeting and I saw these people huddled up against uh, the parking ramp um there was probably about 10 of them and you could tell that and some of them didn't have warm clothes or anything and so I parked my car and I went over and I talked to one guy and you know and they said that uh Salvation Army had went into lockdown because of COVID. So they had nowhere to go. There was, you know, the warming center was also in lockdown. So if you went in, you couldn't get out. And for some people, they just couldn't do it. So um, I just realized that there was a need 
for help. So I just started coming down there by myself, bringing blankets and warm clothes and hot hand things. And um, and then the Salvation Army got had cutbacks and they stopped doing meals um, for the homeless on weekends. And so some of the people had no way to get anything to eat. So they were going a couple of days without food. So um, I, I'm part of a group on Facebook called Everyone Needs a Helping Hand. And um, I kind of went to the people that run it and said, hey, I need help with this. And so I started posting about needing help with food and clothing and blankets and stuff. And um, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Okay. So the Facebook group, Everybody Needs a Helping Hand. Uh, yep. is, and, and that's, that's more than just homeless, right? Like you, you went there and asked because you saw, you saw a need here. Right. Um, yeah. Everybody needs a helping hand. They've been around for about five years. Delena Kilmer Heller, she, um, it was her brainchild and they're the ones that every year now bring, um, they, last year they did over 300 Thanksgiving meals and Christmases, like meals and toys and everything. Um, for like 300 families in the area. So I kind of, um, and they help out with everything, but I kind of took my cues from them, you know, how they were doing things, but I was able to post and there's like 5,000 members now, but the member members just started throwing stuff at me to help, you know? So, um, but yeah, that everybody, um, needs a helping hand. I do want to do a shout out to them and we're having our huge rummage sale on Saturday at um, 2136 Weston Street um, from 10 to 5, and that helps fund all of our um, Christmases and Thanksgiving for the area families. So I just want to say that. Yeah, definitely. The uh, On Weston Street, and I think maybe if, if you went to go get into that group, someone would have to have to add you, right? Right, yep. Um, yeah, and generally right there's, a, there's a bunch of admins, and they all have jobs, but they – usually get you pretty quick but um yeah there's a, a facebook um there's a public page out there for our rummage sale so okay uh, it looks like i have to read in order to get into the group i can't just hit submit <laughs> um, oh yeah we make you work for it yeah, Quit right. being so lazy it's tuesday well, you it's, hard to, already. it's hard to read and do an interview and and push buttons all at the same time i can barely do one of these let alone two or three at, at, in a row um, so the, the, what's been, I don't know if this is interesting, but just a little bit like sad the, the last couple of days, the, the problem with the, the homeless people in the park is it's become, they've, they've been under siege by, uh, by the, by the police, apparently just from what I've been, just, just from a small, short conversation I've had down there. Uh, they've been, it doesn't sound good. Like they've been getting, obviously they're getting kicked out of there. They're getting tickets and none of this seems to be, you know, anything that's going to help. Um, well, right. It started on Thursday, the 6th. Um, they, the police came down and gave tickets to people who wouldn't leave. Um, they did it the 7th, the 9th, and then the 10th. Um, we thought at first we, as in, um, like Julie at the, um, Catholic Charities, but Cooley Collaborative and Homelessness, we thought it was because of the farmer's market, you know, and we totally understand that the farmer's market, you know, it's causing some issues. But um, last night when the police came through um, and they weren't very nice, I guess, to the people that live down there, they, um, the police said that when somebody asked why they're doing that, um, one of the police officers said because the mayor told them to. 
Right. Uh, and, um, you know, and we have no way to, and, um, to get to talk to them. But um, Julie at the collaborative, you know, she has talked to Chief Kudron and to the mayor, you know, and um, pretty much on deaf ears right now. Um, and the only issue we have is, well, we've got a lot of them, but, you know, since March, people have been living in that park. I mean, you know, and at some time, we would have almost 40 people living there, staying overnight. So we've been doing this for five months, and now all of a sudden they come in and they're doing this. They haven't, they, I mean, nothing has changed with the homeless down there. You yeah, know, I, I, and so I, all of a sudden the police come in, and, you know, um, so some people have over $1,000 worth of tickets. They're giving them, you know, the, um, the, well, the in park after hours, which is one hundred and twenty four dollars. Um, nuisance camping, which is one hundred and twenty four dollars. Um, a public consumption for having alcohol, which we know, you know. But um, you know, I mean, these people can't. will never be able to pay these tickets. I mean, what? Why are they doing this? Why? Why didn't you know the? I mean, even the you know the. Um, Police deputy, somebody come and talk to even Julie or any of us that volunteer and try to come up with a plan because, you know, the um, the Salvation Army is locked down in their capacity. Um, The the Catholic Charities, their program that does the um, that does the quarantine and then to go into shelter, they're you know they're overbooked. They have they can't take any more people. So where are these people supposed to go? We know. And they know that they're not supposed to be in the park overnight. But where are they supposed to go? Is it one of these deals where the police, you know, they, they have a Facebook post on July 1st that they were, you know, it was Resource Assistance Day at Cameron Park. Was that when they when they kind of talked about, talked to some of the homeless people? Or was that a different, was that maybe maybe not that long ago? They In, ter- in, time, in terms of just like here, here here's the places you can go, the things that you can do, um, you know, to get you off the streets essentially. I, I don't know. Were you around that day when the police came down to the park? Um, yes, and and that and it was great because a lot of people did. A, a lot of the people that live in the park did get um, some great information, and some of them are gone now because they are in shelter now. There's, you know, so it's not. But there, there is no. There's not enough room for everyone, you know. And like I said, um, Catholic charities are doing everything they can, and so is the Salvation Army, you know. But what are we supposed to do there? There's no place for these people to go. Yeah. There's, there's, you know? it's kind of a twofold problem. A, the pandemic hit and a lot of people lost their jobs, lost the ability to pay rent and now are out on the street. And also on the flip side, when they get out on the street, places like Catholic charities, the salvation army, the, you know, uh, you, these places are, they're, they're cutting their ability to take people in, in half because they want to do quote unquote social distancing and they can't, you know, they, because you can't, you can't have a bunch of homeless people in the shelter, and then someone brings COVID in, and then everybody has COVID, and what do you do with with those people? Because now they all have to go to the hospital. Um, so they've, you know, it's understandable that these places have have cut their your numbers in half to take people in, but then somebody else or something else would would almost have to step up, and the the alternative here is that the the numbers in the park keep growing, and now maybe that that maybe complaints are coming to the police that there are too many people or maybe they're being rowdy out the park at night and, and it's just bugging people that live and work around there that, that the police have had to come in and do something about it. Well, and that, 
honestly, that's been going on the entire time. The police are, used to be down there almost every night because somebody got into a fight or someone was yelling or, you know, that that was a normal thing. I mean, some nights it was just crazy down there. Like I was left before dark, you know, and sometimes the cops would be down there two or three times, you know, and they never arrested anybody. Um, because they, because of the pandemic, they were, we were told they could only arrest, um, violent, um, offenders. Yeah. And then a, a couple people needed to go, you know, for psych evaluation and they took them by ambulance and let them go, brought them back because they couldn't hold them because of COVID. Yeah. It's kind of interesting so, that, you know, when you talk about police are going to be reserved on handing out penalties. They actually can't hand out, hand out penalties for people not wearing a mask in public and public buildings. They, they send that to the district attorney to make that decision or the County health department. But now when it comes to people out at night after hours, illegally in the park, uh, they're handing out tickets left and right. The last couple of days, nine tickets. One of the, one of the guys said that the record was nine. Uh, the couple of people I, t- I talked to had four and five tickets um, and, you know, like those tickets are just, you might as well, well, if you could burn them, because I don't think you can burn them in a park, that'd be illegal too. And you get another ticket, but uh, I mean, it's not like homeless people are going to be able to pay tickets. So what, what good is any of that doing? Well, exactly. And that's, that's the thing. All they're doing is, you know, and we're not against the police or, you know, the mayor or anything like that. We just, we just need their help for a solution. You know, this, they're creating another problem because, you know, these people down at the park, I mean, they're wonderful and they're humans. And this is just, you know, they have nothing. And now they're, they have to deal with this too. I mean, I can't even imagine it and I'm around them all the time. So, you know, it's, it's causing, you know, unrest and, you know, I'm afraid that something's going to happen, that someone's going to get hurt because they get upset. You know, they get woke up in the middle of the night. You know, we've got guys down there that have PTSD, you know, and getting woke up at, 4.51 in the morning by getting kicked in the bottom of the shoe and then having a flashlight in their face, you know, I know I would probably freak out. So, you know, we're worried about that. We just, we need them to help us. Where are these, where are they supposed to go? Yeah, definitely. We're speaking with Kim, Kim Marie Erickson. She's, uh, you're, you're out of work right now, right? And so this is, the, as long as you got all this time in your hands, you might as well see, put it to some good, good use, uh, but but you've kind of been impacted by the pandemic a little bit as well, right? Um, yes, um, I uh, toured with um, national touring acts, uh, bands, and things like that. And I um, write for some online magazines. And when the pandemic hit, um, they started canceling shows. And now the the insurance carriers for well all the bands that I've traveled with won't allow us to tour this year because of COVID. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, obviously, there's not yep. really concerts going on, maybe virtually, but there's not really concerts going on. So no need for uh, for somebody to to travel and, and write with the bands, I guess, even though I think maybe bands, maybe what bands are doing right now during a pandemic might be more interesting. <laughs> um, well, right. You know, because they need money. I mean, people think that these rock stars, you know, have so much money. That's like the one percent. You know, I mean, yeah. I know people that are famous and that are having a hard time through this. So it's, um, yeah, it's impacted all of us. Um, and we don't know when the tours are going to start, you know, um, the record labels that I work with have told us that everything's on hold yet. So we may not even be able to start in 2021. Yeah. It's kind of a weird 
place to even complain about too, right? Like, oh, we don't. As you're trying to help homeless people who are living in the park at night and getting tickets and getting you know kicked in the shins and whatnot by police for for being in the park. So it's hard to talk about. I understand, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, and kind of giving us uh, some first, uh, you know, first a uh, first, uh, look at this. Um, yeah, well, thanks a lot. Yeah, we just, um, if anyone's got any ideas, you know, <laughs> let us know. Um, and we're always, we always need volunteers to come and help down there, you know, and it's a wonderful place and they're wonderful people and we just want to help them, you know, they deserve safety. You know? Yeah, what would you say and, if people want to help out? Where, what, what entity is the best, maybe, or maybe the most in need right now? Is it go to Salvation Army and volunteer, go to Catholic Charities and volunteer, go to the Cooley Collaborative and volunteer, or just any of those? Um, any the any Cooley, other places? Um, the Cooley Collaborative um, to end homelessness. Um, Julie, she, because she also um, works at Catholic Charities, but that would be the best place, you know, if people want to donate food or water because, oh, they shut the water and the power off down there now. So, um, and there's no bubblers or anything. There's no way to get water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so um, myself and a few of the other volunteers, have been. we bring down water. Um, each of us do, like, once a day. We usually try to do it twice a day. But um, so if anybody wants to donate water or if anybody has idea, ideas for housing or anything like that, um, definitely. Um, they can reach out to me on my Facebook page, too. So Sure. All right, Kim-Marie, thanks a lot for, for joining me. All right, thank you so much. Bye-bye. 608-785-7914. If anyone has any ideas, we got to hit Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Got a couple of texts coming in, 608-785-7914. And in my my time at the park, down at Cameron Park uh, earlier today, just right before the show, honestly. Pretty nice day out for me, so I wasn't too bad. I can't imagine being out there, A, on a super cold day, and B, on a super hot day, because I do not like being outside when it's hot. Um, but Randy Whitney is on the phone with me now. He he is one of the guys I talked to down at the park, and he's been, he's been down there, and he's going to share his experience uh, from being at the park. Hey, Randy, how are you? I'm good under the circumstances. Yeah, definitely. I, I understand. That's a terrible question. Yeah, this, this is a terrible way to. How are things going for a homeless guy in the park? It's, it's not not the greatest. But, um, Randy, can you just tell me? Can you tell me how many people are down in the park any given night? Any given any just, given night? Yeah, about it could an average. Any, it could be anywhere from twelve to thirty people. To thirty people, and and how have things changed? Maybe since like what? It's been like the last four or five days that that the the police have been coming in and talking to you guys, or how, how can you talk? Can you describe what's been happening with the, the police? The police have been coming down here, as far as I'm aware, since at least last week Wednesday, and they've been trying to boot people out, you know, asking people to leave, and well, it's like where are we supposed to go? We got nowhere to go, so we're refusing to leave. And they're giving us tickets. You know, I've received one, and I'm probably going to receive another one tonight. I mean, and for those who are sleeping, they're not exactly nice about trying to get your attention. They literally kick you. I've I've already been kicked in my thigh. The person I was laying next to, he got he got kicked. You know, it's like they don't care about what we're going through. 
Yeah, and and I guess how how long have you been down have, having to how, how long have you been homeless? I've been homeless for a while, but initially I was bouncing around between friends. But when that started to fall apart, I mean, yes, occasionally I'll be able to sleep on my a friend's couch like maybe once every couple of weeks. Okay. But I've been homeless since I came back to lacrosse on the tenth. Okay, and from ta- you know, I, we talked a little bit earlier. You have a job. You work. Uh, you work at a a, a, a food I, I work joint. At Jimmy John. Yeah, you work at a food joint downtown, and and you do that as much as you can. I think hours are limited for them, but um, it's it's just it's at this point, it's going to take you a, a quite a bit eight of months. Yeah, you said eight months to kind of bank some money to start being able to pay rent and stuff, right? At some place, right. I, I would have to wait almost eight months just until I have enough for a rent and security deposit. And how how difficult is it? You know, you have a part-time job. You sit three days a week. How difficult is it to just get a job now and even at other places? It's very difficult because with COVID, there's not many people that are hiring. And those who are hiring, they prefer people with experience. Right. And then on top of that, it's probably, you know, where would you go to get ready for work if you if you don't have a place to go? Do you ask friends or what do you do? I literally go to Quick Chip and I go in the bathroom to change. Okay, Yeah, it's 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 really tough. And they don't and they don't like it, especially when you're using their bathroom sink to brush your teeth. Right. Well, I've done that before. I can be honest with that. I've done that. I do that at work. I keep a toothbrush here. I I, I don't think that's that big a de- big of a deal. Um, and you know, like, it, it, can you describe is is anything else going on at the park? How hard is it to just sleep at the park at night? Because I can't like. It, it's very hard. You know, like you were saying when uh, you were talking with Kim. Um, during the day, it's hot, but at night when the temp drops, it's like last night. It was it was almost freezing cold. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to bundle up, but yet there's not enough blankets. Right. And on top of that, it's not like everybody's just snoozing and, and, you know, you can hear the crickets chirping, right? Right. I mean, like I I told you when you came down the park, I won't speak for anybody else, but I'll speak for myself. You know, it is very hard to get noticed if nobody really cares. All the police care about is kicking you out of the park. They don't care about where you go. The other night, there was a there was a young woman who they tried to get out of the park, and she said, and I and I will quote her: "Where am I supposed to go?" The police's response: "Anywhere but here." So she said, "Well, fine, I'll go sleep down by Riverside." No, that's a park. You can't go there. Right. Uh, do you have alternatives? Like, it just seems, yeah, it seems pretty crazy that you can. And, and Cameron Park, can you explain why you guys use Cameron Park? We, we use Cameron Park because I think it's more the size and the location closest to Quick Trip, to be honest. I personally don't know for other people, but for me, that's why. And this has been harder lately because the the there's no bubblers in town. Those have been turned off, and I guess the the power gets turned off there at night. I guess you guys, yeah. That- the only by the farmers market, the only time that the power goes on towards the street is basically when they're doing the farmers market and the water. Other than that, it remains shut off all week long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
you constantly have the apartment building above the ramp across the street constantly calling the cops because we're in the park. Right. And I would, where are we supposed to go? Like for me personally, I tried going to Salvation Army yesterday and I got the door slammed in my face. Yeah. Well, what was the deal there? They, they, what did they tell you? Because I have a lengthy criminal record. They don't want me in there because they think I'm going to cause trouble. Okay. And and where where else have you tried to go? Can, does anyone else? Do you, are there any other options? Other than Catholic charities, I mean, I'm on the housing list. Um, I'm trying my best to find other options. I told I spoke to a woman named Julie from Catholic Charities today, and she told me about something that I could go through uh, the county building. So I could talk, go through mental health because since I've been sleeping in the park, I've my I have PTSD from when I was in prison. You know, something happened and I constantly relive it. I'm always on my guard when anybody uh, comes near me when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So my depression has plummeted since I've been living in the park. And so she recommended uh, a mental health coordinator through the county building who I'm going to try to get a hold of tomorrow. But to be perfectly honest, to use a common phrase, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. And, and because there's not, there's hardly any people that really care. They just see a bunch of homeless people loitering in the park who just want to cause trouble or just drink and do drugs. And that's not even the case. Yeah, sure. Some people drink. I don't, I've been sober for 14 months and eight days. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where are we supposed to go? There's nothing. We have nothing except basically what's on our backs or what we can fit in a backpack. We're we're speaking with Randy Whitney. He's been down at the, at the park. What'd you say the last couple of months, at least you've been homeless. And and just talking from some of the guys down there, they said the the issue too with the with you guys being at the park is it used to be kind of a smaller group, but since the pandemic, that group raises that the number it, of people in the park it grew quite a bit, and it's not always the same people. But there might be a core group of maybe ten, fifteen of you that you know that know probably stay out of trouble and just you know use the park to sleep. But then other people are coming in and and maybe maybe creating a little bit more chaos for you, huh? Yeah, as we speak. As you speak. Okay, so a little bit of chaos going I'm, I'm down. I'm sure at the park. you can hear it. Uh, I actually can't, but uh, maybe that's fine. I don't. Maybe we should talk about the chaos going on at the park right now. Um, at <laughs> least it's daylight. But uh, I, Randy, I really appreciate you call, calling in and, and talking to me about what you guys are going through down there. All right. Thank you very much for having me on. Yep. Thanks, Randy. Bye. All right, so that was uh, Randy Whitney. He's obviously very honest with his situation, and and he's not an angel, and I don't think uh, any of us are. So that that's his experience down down there at Cameron Park. It's it sounds rough, man. Just I can't just put try to put yourself in that position in in term, in any walk of life, and uh, it it's got to be difficult. I'm gonna go to the phones now. I know a lot of you've been waiting on hold, so uh, Kent's been waiting for the longest. Kent, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Hey, Rick, thanks for taking my call, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for you going down to Cameron Park and talking with the, the people that need help, and also that young lady that had her, her compassion just driving by, like in March when it's freezing cold out, 
to help people out on the streets. Yeah, they're so my they're, big question is they're very you know, appreciative too. They they said, "Hey, thanks a lot for coming down here and, talk, and talking with us and and you know trying to get the word out." I guess. Well, I know, and I've done that too. I worked at Western Technical as a security guard or plant or campus security for a while, and there's a little park down there that homeless people were in, and. You know, I was working the overnight shift in, the like, March and April when it was cold out. You know, I'd bring them some canned goods, whatever I had at home. But my question is, you know, I think what we need to do is, you know, actually have the mayor go down to the park and, and meet with the people that need help, you know, instead of telling the police, well, go give homeless people tickets that don't have jobs. They can't pay their tickets. Now they're Now they're in trouble. You know, like this gentleman you just talked to, he's homeless. He, he's got a, a record, but he, he's trying. He works at Jimmy John's downtown. That's where my uh, stepson works. He's 20 years old. He probably works with the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my stepson barely makes his rent every month, but, but they have the people get somewhere where they can get shelter, counseling, a counselor, a nurse for health care, have the county, have the mayor take over this Northside Shaco. This guy said there's 30 people in that park every night, maybe. There's got to be 100 or 200 people in La Crosse that are homeless. Yeah. You know, open up the Northside Chapel, get it off the tax revenue, have a county nurse in there, uh, a counselor, have some, some people that are looking for people for jobs, you know, and get them off the drugs and the alcohol, you know, get, and get them back on track, you know. Yeah, and that's a good idea to like, you know, hey, we have these, you know, we have Kmart, we have how many, three shop codes that are all empty, but those are all privately owned. So it would take, you know, buying those businesses up too, you know. And they're still on the city tax roll. I'm sure they're they're never going to open up again for anything. No one's going to buy the Northside shop goal, you know, but it's, it'd be a good place to start. And I know the mayor said yesterday, well, we had Roosevelt School opened up for low-income housing, and this one down by Gunderson these people don't have a job. They can't afford rent. Yeah, they, they go they, to the county and, and with their records, they can't get in there. You know. Yeah, they almost they they need some kind of runway, some way to to get started, to get to, to get in the air again, to get going again. Kent, thanks for the call. I got a couple of people other exactly. calling in, so I want to get hey. to them. Uh, thanks hey. a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Uh, see ya. And all right, so I think uh, I'm gonna forget if it was uh, Jennifer. I think it was Jennifer. Jennifer, are you still there? I am. Hey, Jennifer, go ahead. You're on the air. So I do have um, a relative that does live at the park, and it has been very rough for him. Um, like like the others said, that, you know, why can't they open a shop call, or why can't they open one of these buildings or one of the condemned houses or whatever and make it into another shelter? They're worried about... Um, expanding these buildings, as an example, the lacrosse center. Okay, they're worried about that, though. Why can't they expand the Salvation Army and make it bigger for the homeless? I understand right now that the Salvation Army is closed down. Like I said, uh, I think it's like they have to stay in for 30 days and not be able to go anywhere. They're lucky they can go, I think, maybe twice a week. I'm not really sure. But it's it's hard. I go down there almost every day. I bring food, as much food as I can take down there. Some days, yeah, it is 14 people, 30 people, 40 people. Yeah. You know, but 
with, with them handing out tickets, um, my relative already has four tickets already and $124. I mean, if they had money, they would be in a hotel already. I guess within the last few days, they've already put some people in a hotel. Um but they're already full, so they can't take everybody. Yeah, I heard the so, I heard the city was or one of the entities. I don't know if it was a city, but what, you know, Catholic charities or Cooley Collaborative were putting people in the Econo Lodge, and the Econo Lodge is now full, so they they don't have any room. Right, right. And they would tell him even to walk down or get to the hotel to be able to get in there, but they can't. You know, so now they have to walk all the way back from the north side, all the way back downtown to the park because that's where they. They're living, and they've been living there since March. Yeah, Jennifer, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, every time, every time that they give them a ticket, I mean, they're going to miss court. Then they're going to get thrown behind the, you know, behind bars. Then they'll probably get a signature bond, and then they'll be right back over again. Yeah, I, I you hear know, you. So- yeah, thanks for your call, Jennifer. Uh, all right, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we'll wrap up after this right here on Wizard. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Just a couple of minutes. I'm going to try to run through these phone calls. Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Hey, I just want to make two points. You know, everybody knows that if there was a way to make money off the homeless, it'd be hard to come by, you know, so everybody needs to chip in. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows there's no money in it, but let's get it done. Uh, let's help these people out, whether that you know, continues on for the rest of our lives or not. Sometimes that's what a lot of them are going to need. But uh, the other point, have any of these people – tried to dress up as a conglomerate of Native Americans because the mayor would have them home within two weeks. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe, uh, for half that comment. Uh, Eric, Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I hope uh, my wish is that uh, Matt Harder would run for the mayor again in the next election to get rid of his mayor and his liberal old lady cancel culture freaks. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, I know. I know one of the... I can't remember if Kim, it was Kimmery or or Randy said that the cop said something about the mayor told us to come down here, and I don't know if that's true. It could be true. I could. I didn't know that. I would have asked the mayor that yesterday. Hey, mayor, are you sending the police down to kick people out of the homeless? I asked the mayor about the homeless situation. He didn't bring up the fact that he's telling the police to go down and kick them out of the the parks. It might not be true. It's it's hard to say. I, I couldn't tell you for sure. So, and I know a couple of you are calling in. I don't have any more time to get your phone calls in, but we, we can, uh, you know, it, we could continue this conversation. I would say tomorrow, but I'm going to bring uh, Anthony Tregoski in tomorrow with the announcement that Kamal Harris is the vice president. We're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to talk about uh, some other issues surrounding, you know, that and. There was a Marquette poll. I want to talk about that a little bit. Julie did text in, why not ask our local churches to coordinate some housing options? Some churches have large spaces open more often more.